Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. Yesterday, we published an article entitled, Here's How Roper Technologies, ticker symbol ROP, Can Raise Its Game. And a, a key element of what was a, a, a three-point recommendation, the key element was a focused enterprise software M&A strategy. If you listen to this podcast, if you follow us, our articles at Tech Today, you know that we believe that Scale is the name of the game in software. And this sort of dovetails with an article that we wrote about recently entitled Three Stages of Market Awareness. Life is just easier as a software vendor when you've established scale in a particular industry vertical. It's easier to get invited to the big dance when that big sales bake-off occurs. You develop a brand so prospective buyers kind of know who you are, even though you may not be actively engaged in in a discussion with them, a sales discussion. Life is just easier. You you accrue economies of scale. The old saying, build it once, sell it many times. If you want to maximize your opportunity for free cash flow margins and high EBITDA margins, you've got to, to build scale. Only the large platform companies, Microsoft, Google, AWS, Oracle, you know, SAP, you know, those type of companies. Salesforce.com is another one that comes to mind. You know, they could afford to take sort of a broad approach to their M&A strategy. But other than that, you know, it, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense to, to pursue a, a concentrated, focused effort as it relates to M&A. The return on that investment will be much higher if that investment is a focused one. It also makes sense to focus on larger deals because small deals take just as long to close as, as large deals. And you get more bang for your buck when you're, when you're pursuing large acquisitions of both public and private software companies. So let me give you a couple of examples of where scale has paid off for M&A. Look at ticker symbol ANSS, ANSYS. They've had a tight M&A strategy. Look at SSNC Technologies, ticker symbol SSNC. They've had a focused M&A strategy around investment operations. And then let's look at a, a handful of past acquisitions for, for Roper. October 2016, Construct Connect, cloud-based data collaboration and workflow automation solutions used in the construction industry. To me, that falls under the project management space, more specifically project management for property management. And the big companies in the property management space are RealPage, which is public, ticker symbol RP, and Yardi, which is private, down in Santa Barbara. The largest adjacent player that everyone may know is CoStar Group, ticker symbol CSGP, which is more on the data side and the property listing side. But they've bled over a bit into property management. Property management has bled into data and listings. So if you're going to pick a, a company like this off, it would make sense to build an ecosystem around it. Then you could look at Dell Tech, which I believe was December of 2016, Roper acquired Dell Tech, which is one that I met years and years ago, probably most recently in 2004, thereabouts. IT project management. Oracle has made a number of acquisitions in that space years ago, probably a decade plus at this point. CA with their Niku acquisition back in 04. This was a a space that was starting to scale in the early 2000s. And that would have been the time to cobble a bunch of these things together. And as I say, Oracle did a number uh, of acquisitions in and around this area in in the early 2000s. You know, and Dell Tech is a little bit of a horizontal play in that it touches many industries. You know, just screams, hey, this is the type of asset that should be acquired by one of the horizontal enterprise guys, Oracle, SAP in particular. Infor, if you know Infor on the private side, that's another one that Dell Tech would have made sense. So if you're Roper, you know, what do you build around this that, that makes sense? I think to try to build an ecosystem around Dell Tech is throwing good money after bad. Foundry, based in London. Roper acquired these guys about a year ago, March 2019. 
400 million or so pounds creative software for digital design, media, entertainment industries. So if you think about Adobe, Autodesk, ADBE and ADSK respectively. Don't quote me on this, but I believe Ansys has a presence in that market as well. But a, a, Adobe and Autodesk are the, the 800 pound gorillas. So how are you going to scale Foundry in that space? You're never going to become number one or number two. You could become a number three player were there a robust M&A landscape that you could roll up. And there are a few small houses that do you know, VFX and digital creatives, but it's not a multi-billion dollar industry. And frankly, a lot of that space, I think, is going to be rolled up by the platform guys who are going to have a play in, in VR, Facebook, Apple, Disney, who are, going to, who are going to increasingly want to own more of the creative process for their respective gaming efforts, whether it be headset-based, phone-based, what have you. iPipeline acquired August of, of last year, which is an insure tech company that I met, I think, for the first time in 2007 down in Exton, Pennsylvania. And... I met them once or twice when I was a banker. I want to say twice as they were scaling up the management team. Exchanged a note with them during my corp dev days. Last time I had contact with them was sometime in 2011, where they were exclusively focused on the life insurance industry, automating some of the upfront processes. Still a lot of paper used in the, the onboarding process within the life insurance industry. And so they were looking to automate some of those workflows, automated capture, OCR, optical character recognition, this type of thing. It's a neat little business. So subsequently acquired by PE and PE attached a number of different uh, tuck-in acquisitions to iPipeline. So I'm not sure kind of how their revenue breaks down today across the product set. How do I say this? It, it's it's um, to be a vendor, to be a vendor in the insurance industry, whether it's PNC insurance or life, it's just, it's a, it's a tough slug. Slow sales cycles, you better be well capitalized and you better have a long-term vision. And you've got companies like my old firm, Solera, on the PNC side, now owned by private equity. You've got companies like Veris who have done very well for themselves in the space. VRSK is the ticker. You've got IHS Market, who has a play there, ticker INFO. You've got a number of private companies in the space. Uh, you've got guys that do specialist work in that space. For example, SSNC has a business with an insurance where they handle the portfolio accounting for various assets. And so InsureTech is as much as any industry vertical I, I can think of requires deep pockets, a focused strategic effort. In longer term, you better do more than just offer workflow, right? You better be able to provide some, some insights, some analytics off of that workflow. So you better have a fairly robust machine learning based effort on the back end to analyze what's happening on the application layer. So that as you have applications come in on the front end, uh, this would be um, life insurance applications, not software applications, but actual you know, policy applications. You know, as you digitize that, that, that process, the onboarding process, you can use machine learning on the back end to discern patterns in the data and things like this, which can inform then your go-to-market effort and make you smarter about customer acquisition. You can use your insights to provide benchmarking data back into your customer base, you know, anonymize data, and sell that as an analytic. But this takes time, creativity, Domain expertise, capital, people, not just one or two acquisitions. It's got to be a lifelong effort. It's all for now. See you all next time.